Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Welcome into the Ringerverse. This is, of course, the Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. We are Jomi the Explainer at dinner on. You've got questions, he's got answers. We are Steve, the architect, Almond, the builder and tinker of things. We are old man fan. He of the Miami hairline. Oh, welcome <laughs> to Miami. We are Coke Baby Chuck, Galaxy Brain. AKA the 24 karat closer, AKA the brunch hottie. Together we are known as uh, the Midnight Boys. Okay, follow us on socials Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Jomi needs the Selena S7. It's been going up on socials. You know, everyone wants to talk to us about everything. We have brand new additions to the Ringerverse team. Jessica Clemens was on with Men Edition. It was fantastic. There was a draft. Okay, over on the House of R, I saw the results of the draft real quick. Give me you guys, you guys give me your impressions of the House of R draft over there, the Spider-Man, uh, all Spider-Man, built this perfect Spider-Man thing draft. What did you guys think real quick? I thought it was really competitive. You know, a lot of choices. You know, they, they Mal, always Mal do. Mal is the prince or princess who was promised. Like, she's inevitable uh, in terms of competition. <laughs> <laughs> I would not want to draft against her. I thought Joe had a better draft. I, when I looked at it, when I really? looked at it, when I looked at it at first, I was like, "That's a that's a clear Mal dub." But then <laughs> I came back. I even voted for Mal. <laughs> I even, I even <laughs> and when I looked at it, I think that some of me just voting for Mal was reputation. Oh, momentum! Put that bias aside. Yeah, okay. so it, was, it was a very fun episode. Very fun episode, though. Um, on Sunday, Men Edition, we'll be giving you guys their thoughts on Pixar's latest movie, Elemental, which I didn't realize was a real movie until <laughs> maybe like. <laughs> yeah, that says that says a lot about the state of Pixar. We're gonna be yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that that was a thing. I was interviewing somebody else. And they were like, Pixar's dropping. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. It's going back and forth with the two different, ele- whatever. And now, now I realize that it's a movie coming out. So you guys got that coming up. Uh, what did you guys see? Was it good? It was very good. I loved it. Oh. All right, so a return to form for Pixar, if they've ever been off of form, is what oh, you guys They've been off of form for I don't, a I don't know. I don't know if it's a return to form. I think that this is probably the highest of their recent crop, for sure. For sure. 
You know, we don't talk about Pixar in the same way that we talk about the MCU in terms of uh, production houses that had an unbelievable run. Oh my God. But, uh, but <laughs> we talk now, about this on the we talk about it on the pod, but like the first the oh, first like 10 Pixar movies is an insane run. Like it's, it's is it one of the best runs in all of Hollywood? Like I think there's like one miss there, but the, but like that's about it. What's the miss? What's the miss, real quick? Cars. It's not yeah. cars. Yeah. man, it's, it's cars. not a miss. The original cars? The original, the original cars, cars is not a miss. I don't think the original cars is a miss. It's I think a cars huge too. miss. I think car. I can see. This, this, this is what they do. This high, is what they do. I got hyperbole. Homes is not. Is not. It, it, even if it is a miss, it's not a huge miss. Cars two, I think, is a miss. Absolutely. But, but cars, the original cars is not a miss. It's like a, okay. You want you want the run because because I, I can give you the run right now. Give me the run real quick. Okay. 1995, Toy Story. 1998, Bugs Life. 1999, Toy Story 2. 2001, Monsters, Inc. 2003, Finding Nemo. 2004, Incredibles. 2006, Cars. Mm. 2007, Ratatouille. 2008, Wally. 2009, Up. 2010, Toy Story 3. Then we get to Cars 2. Nah, All we, right, we, we got to stop. Up, we up, ain't, up ain't as good as people All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, we don't have time for this. <laughs> I don't want to do it. 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 Because you're, you're being this way on purpose. You're getting into character early is what you're doing. I don't want to do it. Uh, seriously, because you're about to piss me off. All right. So, 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 all right. Then we, next week, are give you a full week of Secret Invasion Extravaganza. Midnight Boys on Wednesday. Instant reactions to Secret Invasions, which I hear is the greatest show that's ever been made. And House of R on Friday. Uh, I didn't hear that. House of R on Friday is coming back with their deep dive. So we're getting right back to the standard format. Secret Invasion is on the docket. Check in with the Midnight Boys on Wednesday. It's the reaction. Check in with the House of R on Friday. Their deep dive. But on today's show, mm. we're solidly in instant reaction territory because ah, we're giving you instant reactions for DC's latest salvo, The Flash. And Let's go. You, Let's fucking go. Charles is ready. Charles is ready. Look at him. He's all riled up. I can feel it in his blood. He's ready to move on through the speed force. Okay, look. Uh, we're going to be spoiling everything in the DCEU thus far. We're going to be spoiling everything about DC Comics thus far. We might spoil some things that you haven't seen or read yet that are pertinent to this film. This film is taken from a lot of different parts of the DC universe and then some parts of the DCEU. All right. That being said, Steve, give me a spoiler warning. We're getting ready to talk about The Flash. You're listening to a reaction podcast. The spoilers are coming. All right. As always, we begin our reactions with the Midnight Manifest, talking about all the need to know about The Flash. Chuck Wagon, take it away. Yeah, sorry, guys. I made an executive decision. There will be no Midnight Manifest for this episode. Uh, the Midnight Manifest is a privilege and not a right, and I will not sell you something that I've built with this movie. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think you can do that. I'm making an executive decision. I can do that. I'm not you, making a manifest for this movie. Fuck out of here. 
Oh, wait, okay. Wait, wait. So we just hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. So we just <laughs> unilaterally decide not to tell the people what's going on in the movie. Like, what's 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 going on here? They're like, you, they, they, we're, 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 Charles. They can what, they can read the Wikipedia. I'm I'm Jesus not doing this. I, I feel I, I I believe in the Midnight Manifest too much to sully its great name with this movie. But I, what were your instant wow. reactions to, <laughs> to this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um. I just got off the phone and Bill Simmons told me directly that we need a Midnight Manifest. So, sorry, Charles, but you're going to have to make one happen. Uh, so, the uh, powers that be uh, said that I am contractually obligated to do a Midnight Manifest for the flash uh directed by andy muschetti written by christina hodson story by john francis daly jonathan goldstein joby harold we begin with after saving a hospital full of babies and helping batman avert a bank robbery barry allen goes back to his crappy life his mom is dead his father's wrongly imprisoned for murder he's late for work and has no friends barry realizes he can run back in time and against the wishes of batfleck traverses the multiverse to a world where his mother is still alive after trying to avert his mother's death and go back to his timeline barry is pushed out by a mysterious figure then barry meets his younger self, tries to give him powers, and then the process loses his own. The two Barrys meet Michael Keaton's Batman, who explains the multiverse to the duo for some inexplicable reason. The trail mountain rescue mission to find this world, Superman, after Zod from Man of Steel threatens to dominate the Earth. The trail finds Superman's cousin, Kara Zor-El, instead. The newly formed Justice League fights Zod and his minions, yada, 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 a bunch of bullshit happens. Batman dies, so does Supergirl. Young Barry turns evil and tries to save his new friends. Then in a twist, it's revealed that the young Barry was the evil speedster that initially Initially pushed out old Barry out of the timeline, started all of these shenanigans in the first place. A ghoul is tripped through the multiverse, ensues. There's a uh, Christopher Reeve, Nicolas Cage, Jay Garrick. Older Barry and younger Barry realize that sometimes you can't win it all, and younger Barry's reality dies as older Barry travels back to his time where his father is set free. And that has been your Midnight Manifest for The Flash. Okay, okay. Instant reactions. Credits roll. I'm with my friends. Yes. Yeah. Joe, me and Steve. Set the scene. Set the scene. AMC at the Grove. Okay, used to be Pacific, but things happen. Pandemics. At the Grove, hanging out. I'm with my bros. Jomi's there. Steve's there. We're all sitting together on the aisle, just like I like. Okay, watching the movie credits roll, Jomi and Steve can attest, my first impression was, I liked it. The first thing that gets said out of my mouth, my beautiful, pretty mouth, is I liked it. Didn't say that it was perfect. Didn't say that it was great. Hell, I could see how some of you guys could say that it wasn't even good. All right. I thought it was good. I really liked the movie. That was my first impression. And it's nothing more or anything less than that. Charles, your first impression. Now, before we'll we go, let play, the stop, play, play, play stop the cap. How could it be I stop the cap? No, no, how could it be stop the cap? We're talking about right here. I don't think we can stop the cap. We are not that far removed from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. What and, difference and, does that and, make? And everything you said about that movie. Can I say something here? Can I say something here? Can I say something here? Like, as this relates to this, you know what I've decided not to do on this podcast? 
is the performative liking or disliking of things. This is what I've come to learn about myself. I'm a complicated person. I'm a big milk dud floating around in space. Okay? Made up of all you know these the different... Trash. But I'm saying, I, for whatever reason, I liked this movie more than I thought it w- I, I would. And for whatever reason... I didn't like Across the Spider-Verse quite as much as I thought I did even I thought I would even though I really liked it. I really liked The Flash. Charles, go ahead. Rain on me. All right, yo. Turn me up in my headphones, Steve. <laughs> Cuz y'all. What like what part of the game is this movie? For real? We grave robbing now. We desecrating the memories that we have as a culture. For this? <laughs> For this. Like, come on, y'all. All respect to everybody. Like, I just want to let y'all know. I come from the Flash trenches. If you asked me as a child, who was your favorite hero? I would have said Wally West, man. When everybody was out living their euphoria dreams as a teenager, I was a little twerp in his bedroom reading fucking Flash comics, okay? This movie could have been great. But what we got was a big pile of dog doo-doo that the entire world tried to convince me for two years was a fucking cupcake. This is your instant reaction? Yes, it is. (laughs) It is my instant reaction. (laughs) Credits roll, and he's saying all of this. And you... you, Credits roll, and you're thinking about I'm Wally West in the Kansas. The entire movie. This is the first movie in my existence as an adult where I almost fell asleep Not because I was tired, because I was exhausted from watching what was unfolding on the screen, man. Like, this movie (laughs) hurt me, like, like spiritually. I needed to be baptized after this movie to get the fucking stink off of me. So you're going to bring up Across the Spider-Verse. You went apeshit over Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Like you're dragging it. You're like, bro, bro. Like you're dragging it. That's he got you there. He I got you there. Like, bro, bro, I feel no, you, bro. I feel you. You dragging it, bro. To be fair, y'all, I showed my ass for how long for that fucking Black Adam movie. You know me. Like my my thermometer for bullshit is really high, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not a perfect human. But I walked out of this movie. Like I came home, my girlfriend's like, "Yo, what's wrong? You look like somebody like somebody just killed your dog." And I was just like, "Bro, they did." Shut up. What? <laughs> dog, I was high. I was like, Shut "All right, mid boys, mid boys, am I tripping? Am I tripping?" Man, you know, life. You know, life. life is complicated. Hey, life. Just fucking talk about what I felt about the movie. What the fuck is happening, bro? <laughs> bro, what the fuck is going on? Look, I mean, the long and short of it is I did not enjoy this movie that much. I think there are some good things in there, but the stuff that they doubled down on and tripled down on, none of it works. It kind of stinks, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> and it brings down what could have been like, just like a, oh, what a, what a what a solid entry. Like, what a way to finish out the DCEU. Wow. But they could go so in on stuff that just does not work at all. 
that it brings down a movie that could have been pretty good. I'm kind of with you there, Jeremy. I think I'm just a little bit more positive on it. Uh, While I didn't think that it was an outright disaster, um, there were a lot of things that do not work. There are a lot of things that feel, in hindsight, borderline offensive. And in hindsight, offensive. Yeah. I mean, in the theater, they, I was about to throw tomatoes. In the, at no, the screen, in the bro. Mo- in the moment, I was like, mm, okay. And but they don't make any sense. Right. Makes no sense. But like, we'll get to that. But the but I think the fact that like I I I came away with the sentiment being like the bones are there, the structure of a movie that could be very good and even great is there. It does not rise to that occasion. But I think that there are very good and charming elements to this that can be discussed and remembered. Um, but overall, it does not work. But there are some good things here. Okay, well, let's get into this. Charles, I'll come to you first. What does work about the movie? Positive right, so corner. Positive, positive corner. What corner. does work? So to, to Steve's point, like I do think that like there are good bones to this movie. I was watching it and I was just like, okay, like for the first couple of like 20, 30 minutes, I was just like, okay, all right, I'm vibing. I I see what's happening. And like, I want to be clear. I want to be um, fair to the filmmakers, uh, Andy Machete, um, Christina Hudson. There are, there are things about this movie where I'm like, I see what you're trying to do. I think, think some of the speed force when he runs, I'm like, this is cool. I thought the Batfleck bridge scene was cool. Some of the humor, I'm like, okay, this is working for me. I think the big problem of it is that they're trying to make an upbeat, zany Flash movie within the framework of the dark and brooding Snyderverse. And it's every single time the movie is going to an area where it's going to be fun, it's going to be kinetic, it snaps back to this weird oozy collection of just bad decisions. So it's hard for me to talk about what works because like there would be an action sequence that worked for five minutes and then it would immediately revert back to shit that just did not work. And that's as nice as I can be about this movie. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so this is what I'll say. This is a good script. Like this is a a good story and it's telling. Um... So a lot of things worked about the movie for me. Number one, I thought the action in the film was really good. I thought Michael Keaton and his 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 time in the movie, his cameo in the movie, his nice cameo, his role in the movie was was pitch perfect. I thought all of that stuff worked. I thought the movie had enough moments, and Jomi and Steve were in there with me. I think the movie thought some of the things that were supposed to be funny were going to work better, but there were enough times where I laughed in the film to where... I kind of felt like I was right there ready to laugh in the movie. Um, I think the stakes of the movie work. And when I say the stakes of this film, this is, we, we keep talking about superhero movies where, you know, somebody's not necessarily having to save the world, right? Um, they're not saving the world that we're in in this movie. They're saving a different world. Right. Uh, It's not like everything is going to crash down around us. He's fixing a problem that he created. Thought that that worked. Um, I liked Kara Zor-El in this film. She did. She didn't have enough to do, but I thought her her performance, she she looked great. 
the 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 fighting was great, and also those two characters actually died. And I didn't expect that from this movie. I expected this film to put a bow <laughs> on the end of a superhero movie. Seriously, I expected this film to put a bow on the end of a superhero movie, just like every other superhero movie kind of does. And in this movie, the takeaway was you can't win this fight. Like, you have to give this fight up. It's the what only way. What a metaphor way. for this movie, if we're being but, honest. But, 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 but I'm serious. Like, so to, to me... All of that stuff worked. The things that we're talking about that bring this movie down and make it less than the sum of a lot of things that really did work and were entertaining are some pretty fundamental things, I'm not going to lie. There's some pretty fundamental things like the performance of the lead and at times the way the film looks, okay? So, but I'll, but I'll tell you, when I sat back and looked at this, I was entertained. I was into it. The, the parts that took me out of the movie had more to do with what I feel like, you know, Ezra's uh, limitations are uh, than anything. But the movie built to something. It came to something at the end, even when I'm sitting next to Steve, even when I guess the dark flash, reverse flash, like reveal, I didn't see that coming until we got to the point to where it was time for that. And even Steve went, me, Steve is in right now. It was, oh, that's him from that. That's he's an, right. an anomaly out of time. And I think in a film that's that probably has a little bit more, uh, uh, that probably has a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more fine tuned, that probably has a little bit more of a scalpel taken to it. That reveal actually really works. That Barry is up against himself. So I think a lot about the film worked. I just think some some significant things didn't, and I think a lot of people are probably uh, attached to that. Damn, why are y'all acting like this is a funeral, bro? Like, Joe, you look so disappointed in life. Life's complicated, you know? It's Life's tough sometimes. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I'd, I'd agree with Van. I think I, I find, you know, as thrilling as it is to see uh, Michael Keaton back in the role as Batman, it kind of just adds a notch above fan service for his return because he ushers in a lot of ideas that uh, both Barrys can learn from and like bounce off of. I think Supergirl's inclusion in this was actually like really refreshing, and it's kind of a shame that I don't know like her future of whether or not we could see more of her is kind of in doubt because I genuinely thought that she was compelling. Um, I just I I think that like the things that worked the most were a were more or less the cohesion of plot and consequence, and. I think that that is a good story worth telling. I just think that it overall... Positive quarter! Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, fight scenes were very good. Joey, Conceptually. Talk. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I really liked all the Batman stuff. The Ben Affleck, the... Um, uh, Jesus Christ. Mike, Michael Keaton. I can't even remember the names. That's how much this movie has messed me up. Uh, like it was the the cars or else stuff worked everything outside of the flash in terms of like superhero characters worked for me even Gal Gadot showed up I was like hey there you go go get your money girl you know respect <laughs> she out here getting this cameo check you know uh, between this Shazam spoilers for to, Fast Gal, X Gal, Gal you know? trying to convince us Gal trying to convince us man Look, man, gal, gal, gal is like, gal is like. Remember back when Facebook had the pokes? 
Yeah. Mm. And way back in the day. Way back in the day. And you would get that girl that you dated in, in high school or college and she would keep poking you. You know what I mean? Because you moved okay, to LA. I don't know if now. I can relate to this. Uh, you probably can't. But, 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 <laughs> but, Jesus but, Gal is just poking us. Hey, I'm still here. Hey, I'm still here. Don't take my movie. I'm still here. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like that's what Gal is doing. She's popping up. He's like, I, I I popped up in Fast X. I can do this too. Don't take my movie. All right, enough in the enough for the whole Nile. I know I shouldn't have said it. Please don't take my movie. You know what I mean? That's, that, <laughs> that's what that's what Gal, Gal is. Gal is popping up. Gal is doing working overtime. She wants to be Wonder Woman. She's More than the Rock, the, you could say. I mean, the Rock is the Rock is out of here. The 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 He's cooked. cooked. Yeah, it's over. The Rock. The, the, the whoa, Rock whoa, is. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is the Black Adam podcast. This is a fucking Flash podcast. Let's he get had to back. go back to all right. What action sequences stood out in the movie, Jomi? Oh, the for me, my think the thing that I enjoyed the most was the scene with where Batman or Batman Michael Keaton is fighting the big tall uh, alien dude from from Man of Steel, and he puts the bombs on him a couple times. And they explode, and he's like ducking and weaving, and he's on his back, and then he throws him off. And then the last bomb goes off. I thought that was excellent. It's like pure Batman crack. I love that. The, can I tell you guys something? That was cool. The entire scene of breaking Carazorel out from her imprisonment in Antarctica was dope. It was. The it only was. thing that did make sense is it's way too cold for him to have basically a sweater. And a North Face jacket on. He would have needed something <laughs> yeah. else. All right. But that entire scene is great. That whole scene, that whole part of the movie Even, is and amazing. He, and here's the thing. Like, we could talk about the CGI later or at, at a more dedicated corner of this. But, like, conceptually, the uh, Supergirl, like, finally emerging in the sunlight and her healing and becoming back to full form. And that single one shot of like Batman calling in the jet to him, Flash, and Supergirl fucking everybody up. Like, w you could say how, how well that looked or not, but like, as a concept, that fucking worked. That was great. I yeah. genuinely love that. Yeah, y'all acting like some goddamn haters. It was a lot of fun in there. <laughs> Think about when, Bat when, when Batman is batting it up. You're talking about Batman batting it up. In uh, against the uh, the one of Azad's uh, minions, but when you think about Batman batting up, beating up all of those guys in the silo, that was dope. All right, let's wrap up positivity corner. Didn't mind that. I didn't mind that. Yeah, like this. Too nah, much, it's bro. good. I can't, no, it's, I can't it's, keep it's, watching this. No, shit. I'm gonna the, find some. I mean, even, we're gonna find some more positive stuff. The cat, even when the you're cat, gonna be. Well, that, well, I'll be, I'll be completely honest, right? The stuff with Bat, but Batman with, with Keaton was really cool. But the stuff with Affleck, that beginning scene with Affleck doing the chase scene, we were robbed of a Ben Affleck Batman movie. We really Hell were. Yeah. I wanted to watch a Ben Affleck. I wanted to watch a Batfleck movie right after that scene. I was just like, this is one of the his, best. And his dialogue that was great. pretty great. He's like, well, yeah, you're saving a building. I'm kind of saving the world right now. So, you know, priorities. <laughs> and like, I like that. All that stuff is great, man. The movie had the movie had some great action. I would even say that the two flashes at the end, well, I wouldn't say, I'm telling you guys, the two flashes at the end trying to work together 
Enough. Using enough, their speech. Enough. That enough. Was dope I can't. Too. I can't. I can't. Okay, I can't you know do this. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been, we'll I've been the, on the bench. Coach benched me. This was positivity corner. Like, I'll let y'all ride. We ain't lying like this. We ain't doing this, bro. Like, it nah, was bro. fine. Like, it was this. fine. Like, you know, it, it was, it was fine, fine, man. It was fun. No. Guys. No. I'm, I'm with fun. you, man. It was fun. It was, it was fun, fun to a degree. Okay. Where, where was this energy? Where was this energy two weeks ago? Huh? What was energy two weeks ago? It's almost Juneteenth, and we're talking about an Ezra Miller movie. Like it was fun. It was fun while we were shitting on Miles Morales. I can't with y'all right who's, now. Who's I really we? can't. I'm you so bringing up old shit. <laughs> Ain't nobody <laughs> shit on Miles Morales. Nobody shit on Miles Morales. Like you keep bringing up old shit, bro. Like old, old, old. I'm opening up Pandora's box here, but Charles, go ahead and tell us about Ezra's portrayal as Barry Allen. Y'all, I mean, I really want to know what people saw in their portrayal of Barry Allen that had everybody acting a fool because you cannot make this type of movie with someone who is playing Barry Allen the way Ezra Miller is playing Barry Allen. And that's, that's me trying to be nice. And I don't even know why. Their Barry Allen is just twitchy and grating and annoying. Hmm. And in the beginning of the movie, the script and the direction is doing a very fantastic job of moving at such a fast clip that you're really like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Maybe they will settle into this role. And at the time I had that thought, the Flash travels back in time, and now there are two Ezra Millers. And just like in the real world, the only thing that's worse than one Ezra Miller Oh my God. It's two Ezra Millers. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? What? Okay, so... What? Am I so wrong? Look, am I wrong? Guys, am no, I wrong? No, not at all. You're not wrong. Okay, so here's the deal. So let me tell you, there's a version of this movie that's not just... That I didn't just like, that I loved. All right, there's a version of this movie that I didn't like, that I loved, okay? And that version has a more capable lead. Agree, um, 100%. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. That, that yeah. version has a more capable lead. Uh... Obviously, you can't speak Ezra Miller's name without acknowledging all of the off-the-court, if you will, drama. Oh, you, you can't. You can't you can't speak Ezra Miller's name without thinking about everything that's been surrounding them um for the last couple of years, going back some time now. Uh but even if we silo all of that and we just talk about just the performance here. They asked them to do too much yeah. because what they asked them to do, it didn't quite seem that they were capable of. There's one scene and me and Jomi and Steve talked about it, talked about it when we were in the theater that illustrates the limitations of this performance. And it's the scene that's supposed to be the most meaningful scene in the movie. And it doesn't come at the end of the film. Yeah. It comes... Uh, midway through the second act. And it is when the younger version of variant of, of Barry is um, uh, jumping around the Batcave, being annoying. And 
the older, more seasoned version of Barry is losing patience with him. the The older ver- the version is supposed to is supposed to be more serious, more heroic, whatever. The scene just completely doesn't work. Yeah, when yep. I say it doesn't work, you don't feel anything. Right. At all. As a matter of fact, to the point to where I was waiting for the resolution of the scene. Okay, like so, what's what am I supposed to take away here? Like, what's the deal here? Like, what's the thing here? But there's not enough in the two performances, either as the young Barry, which, by the way, there's some things about that performance that I did like. There's a really funny scene where he's first taking his, um, uh, where Barry Allen is first taking his powers out. I think that's a very funny scene. I think that's another very funny scene in the movie. Um, but... Unless I'm looking at it wrong, Ezra just doesn't have it like that. I was on the big pick and I said, if you had like a long, a, a young Tom Hanks or somebody that could really ooze charisma, vulnerability, and comedic timing, and that was really funny and really movement, moving, like a Tom Hanks big type of situation, this movie is probably 10 to 20% better, maybe even 30, if you lay that on, on a performance like that. It just it happens over and over and over again that Ezra's performance is so inconsistent that it just it not quite ready for the Robert Downey Jr. treatment, not quite ready to to, to nail down the whole movie uh, by themselves. Is Ezra a leading actor? Like, are they an actor that can be at the center of a movie? Because I always considered Ezra as more of a type of character role type of actor where it's like. I don't know if they have that thing. Like, let's be real. Superhero movie acting is different from real acting. And that's not to disparage superhero movies, but you have to be, at least have some level of a movie star type quality where when the exposition gets heavy and the shenanigans start happening and the CGI is flying, you have a Robert Downey Jr. to ground you just honestly, through force of will of being such a charming person, does Ezra have that quality to you as a leading actor? Um, it, be, it would be hard to say yes right now. But I will say that there are, are other performers that over the course of them being the leads in movies have gotten better at it. Chris Evans, I would say. Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth, absolutely. Um, I, that, that have gotten better at that. I would say the issue with, 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 with them here, with Ezra, Ezra Miller here, is that there has been... The character of The Flash is betrayed by the infrastructure of the DCEU prior to. There's not enough structure to build on. Right, there's not enough there to build on. By this point, you would have thought that Ezra would have a handle on the Flash, and they don't. Okay, they 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 don't. It it it's it's not quite funny enough. It's not quite uh, heartfelt enough. It's a little bit grating, like you said. It's all of those things. Um, so perhaps in the future, you know. Maybe, but like not right now. And it, the interesting thing about that is this particular type of movie, uh, 
is depending on the fact that the lead can do that. Yeah. Because you're giving us multiple versions of the lead. <clears throat> it's all swirling around the lead. This isn't necessarily like Spider-Man Homecoming where we have, uh, they tried to do a little bit of that, but where we're, we're dropped into the middle of somebody's world and there's so much happen, happening that what we need Spider-Man to do is connect the dots. But we're getting comedy from Ned. We're getting, uh, we're getting great stuff from Vulture. We're getting all of this stuff. This movie really, really, really centers Flash as the lead and everybody else is tangential to, to the story. Mint Boys, your, your thoughts on Ezra? Man, um, tough. <laughs> it, it, it was tough, you know, because they spend all, a lot of the movie talking to each other, right? Like, what, 50% of the dialogue, most of the movie is them reacting. Some of it is, you know, not the worst thing I've ever seen. Like Van said, the scene where Barry from the different timeline learns his powers is pretty is pretty interesting. Shout out to, you know, Nicola or Nicolaj Coaster Waldo eating a pizza. Jamie Lannister. For no reason. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Wait, was, that, was that him? I was like, I was wondering, I'm just like, is Jamie Lannister in this fucking movie? What is going on? And, you know, he might have been in the area that was like, hey, bro, you going to come down, eat a pizza for a second? He was like, sure, why not? Uh, but no, nah, it just it just didn't work. And that sucks because they, you can tell like through the script that that relationship, that entire um, back and forth was supposed to be the crux, the emotional crux of the movie. And yeah, like Van said, when you get to that scene where they're in the Batcave and Barry's trying to talk to other Barry, it, not only does it just not work, it, it just falls completely flat and you're sitting there and it looks like you're watching community theater and you don't believe that these two people oh are God. really, I'm serious. Like it just, I'm, I'm, I watched it again last night and I'm like, dog, this falls completely flat. I don't know how I'm supposed to relate. I don't know how I'm supposed to get engaged with this problem when I'm watching it and it just feels like two people are just like talking like it didn't, it didn't feel i didn't feel any emotion i didn't feel any any weight to it it falls completely flat and when then you have to go forward in the movie when they're like brett barry man you can't do this our mom i it doesn't hit it just doesn't <laughs> hit mm. like that that is what that is maybe like you know different timeline eric stoltz does a better job but in this one it just doesn't just doesn't happen Mm. You know, it's very it's true, and it, and it's it's tough to kind of square that with the center of this movie being very inconsistent in their performance. Because again, Van, I agree. Like I see the version of this that is great, and the part of it that needs to be better is that initial lead, um, because there you could see sparks of it. You could see tiny little flashes. No pun intended. To that little idea of brilliance of interaction, be it either comedy or and not so much dramatic, but it, it's quite disappointing to know that this could have been a lot better if maybe somebody had a better handle on this. Um, and that being said, because like there are again moments of like not just competence but like ingenuity in a lot of the movie that we see, but like it at the end of the day, it falls flat on its lead. And that probably is the biggest problem that I've had with this movie. The, my enjoyment of this film is the enjoyment of 
what was on the screen in terms of the superhero shenanigans and all of that stuff. I felt like the main thread of the movie, which was Barry trying to save his mom and realizing that he couldn't do it, that that worked. Um, and But one thing that didn't really work was like the interplay between the two berries. One of the berries on their own might have been okay. But for th- to have two different versions of versions of Barry in the movie, their the le- lessons they learned from each other would have had to have been akin to Iron Man and Baby Spider Man. Oh, I'm a Yiddish Spider Boy in in Homecoming and the way that that worked. You know what I mean? But you just you didn't have uh, Tom Holland or um who also gets on my nerves. But you didn't have Tom Holland. Or uh, or Robert Downey Jr. here, you didn't. So, so so can I also push back on like, I agree. Like, here's the thing: I want to be respectful of all of the creators because none of them asked for this. Like, people spent years of their life making this, and because of various things that Ezra Miller has done that we have documented on a previous podcast, um, it sucks. This whole thing sucks. There are talented people working on this. I am not attacking them, but I don't think that this story works. I don't think, I think there are two major problems with The Flash. The first is, The Flash is afraid to be a Flash movie. The Flash, the biggest metaphor for this movie, and I've been saying this for months, is The Flash skinning the carcass of Michael Keaton's Batman and wearing it around like a fucking warlord and being like, hey guys, like, y'all remember Batman? This is, like, yeah, I remember this. I'm selling you all The Flash. Like, dog, Wait, what? What are you talking Jesus about? Christ, man. Jesus, Jesus. Whoa, Charles. Whoa, whoa. Skinning the whole the, flesh? the entire or thing the, when they're in the Batcave and young Barry's just like, hey, look at me. I'm making a new Flash costume out of this old Batman costume. I'm like, yo, what are we doing here? Is this a Batman film or is this a Flash film? There's no villain in this. He's fighting Zod, a villain that barely worked in Man of Steel. This movie also plot-wise, plot-wise, is this a time travel movie or is this a multiversal movie? I do. It is both. It, but it, it both. fails at both. Well, it well, fails well, at both. Well, well, look, here, well, here's the thing. Well, let's, let's, let's come back to it. God damn it, Chuck Wagon. <laughs> We're like, whoa. <laughs> let's, come, let's come back. Let's answer a couple of questions here. Allow me to put, give me some theme music. Van Lathan, defense attorney. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll defend my client, dun, dun. the Flash here. Okay, so number one. Yeah, he used the suit that he had to use because he needed a superhero suit. He didn't take the carcass of Batman. That would have been taking the actual flesh off Michael Keaton's body, which by that the way- That would have been more entertaining to watch if I'm being for real. <laughs> okay, come on now. You don't believe that. You don't believe that. Come on, man. So he has to have a suit, so he needs to get a suit, so he uses Michael Keaton's suit. Cool, that's fine. By the way, most of these multiversal movies are multiversal slash time travel movies because most of them are grabbing characters out of different points of time. You know what I mean? For this film right here, it's multiversal in the sense that he creates a different multiverse, a different timeline when he changes something in in the past. That was the whole spaghetti thing. That right there, 
we're in the realm of that. Right. We're in no, the realm. But do they, which, my by the way, I think is, that metaphor works for. But my question the, the is, spaghetti do metaphor they does do work. it? Do they do it well? We are in an era where we've seen everything everywhere all at once. Spider Verse, No Way Home. We've seen movies do it well. This movie kind of lands the time travel, but not really. And then tax on a bunch of multiversal bullshit that we'll talk about at the end. And I left the movie being like, what, what did it say about time travel or the multiverse as a device? If you look at something like everything, everywhere, all at once, the multiverse tells you a bunch of things thematically about the story. This one seemed like its entire goal was to be like, hey, remember all these shitty movies that we made 20 years ago? We got some of the actors back. Not Christian Bale, but... George Clooney is here. Okay. So 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 they it, it, the movie does become an IP dump at the end, but I'll tell you why you know, that's I'm a man of a certain age, so I'll tell you some stuff later on. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, but look, the to me, if we take every single different movie and what it's trying to say thematically about time travel or the multiverse, right? And Back to the Future the time travel, which almost, by the way, back to Back to the Future, you could argue that it's the first multiversal movie because we actually go into a divergent timeline where Biff Tannen has taken control of Hill Valley, okay? Because he went back and got the almanac. And we have you yeah. didn't have to undo that. Back to the Future is about destiny. That's a time travel movie that is that is about destiny. And it's about what you'll do to have the destiny that you think that you should have and it's also about destiny. puberty and like your puberty relationship and, with your parents and all, all and, and all of that stuff. Loki is a love story across the, the the multiverse, right? Like falling in love with the the best parts of yourself is what Loki and Sylvie end up doing in all of this chaos. This movie here is about surrender. It's about surrendering to the life that you have and not continuously looking at the life that you want. All right. That even earlier, even early in the film, when the flash goes, uh, and this this struck me as I as I ruminated on the movie a little bit, when the flash goes, I'm cleaning up the mess of I'm the Justice League's janitor while you go out and get to do this. He saved eight babies. Like if you if you saved eight babies out of a collapsing place. And a service dog, which that scene is bonkers. But if you, if you, sir, if you saved eight babies and, and a service dog. And put one in a microwave. Let's be real. And put one in a microwave, like barbecue the baby. If you did that, right, how could you possibly think that what you're doing isn't important? What he was doing wasn't important to him. It wasn't important to him, number one, because he couldn't save his mom. And number two, because he looked at being a hero as being someone that's able to fix things and not just someone who is able to help. And to me, when you look at the movie throughout in its entire, at the end of it, he doesn't, he doesn't save his mom. He just helps his dad. You know what I mean? He can't save any, you, you, like the solution of the, there's no solution. You're just doing the best that you can. And even that, still at the end of the movie ends up changing things. So I think the time travel shenanigans and the multiversal shenanigans in this particular film, I think the difference with them here is they really don't mean anything. 
it was all it was all of that stuff just to come back to the original spot that we were at. Now you probably might have to be a little bit do a little bit more to make that hit. You know, you want you want that to hit a little bit more, but I think that that's an interesting take on it. Everything else that we see like the Avengers save use time travel to save the universe. In this movie, you can't all of this happens and you couldn't save anything. You I mean, to be to con- fair, but it is it is Barry's fault, though, which is also like tough because like the movie wants you to root for Barry. But because Ezra Miller is tough to root for Spats. in our own universe and fictionally as their portrayal of Barry Allen, when you realize the big twist, spoiler alert, that the villain of this movie has been Barry all along, I'm like, why... Why am I rooting for this this character? They're not likable when when they're heroic. They're annoying. And now, essentially, they didn't doom Michael Keaton and and Supergirl to death, but they didn't help, you know? I mean, the timeline more or less doomed them to death. Hey, but Michael Keaton could have been eating you know, SpaghettiOs at home and be like, hey, it's my time. <laughs> nah, hey. yeah, you gave Batman his, his, you gave Batman his purpose back. Yeah, you brought him As, back. Yeah, you, you gave... Wait, 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 wait. The purpose of Michael Keaton, Keaton's Batman, an institution, one of your favorite heroes, Van, is to die at the hands of CGI Michael Shannon that I'm not even sure was on set for this movie for five seconds. Yo, Batman's fate is to die saving somebody. No, he, the, the the worst thing the worst thing that can happen to Batman. Listen, the I, worst I, thing that the worst thing that can happen to a guy like Batman is to die of old age. To die being not useful. Batman's made his entire life. It, this is my opinion. Batman's made his entire life about being useful and saving people because that's the only catharsis that he has. That was sweet relief for him. Well, well, you know but I mean? can, we, can we agree on this? Because we all love Batman. We're all like nerds in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Would you say that Batman is at least in the top five smartest superheroes that we know of as a character? I only think that Reed Richards and maybe the comic book version of Black Panther, not the Black Panther that they put on screen here, who is like just kind of clever, but the actual smart, you know, Mr. Terrific, maybe. Uh, but yeah, he's way up there. Top five, maybe top three. You're yeah. telling me that this Batman is going to die by kamikazeing his bat plane into some fucking Kryptonian shit. It was like the that. last car that he had, bro. Like, like, you know, like, 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 God damn real, it. Now, now I'm getting pissed off. That it hit, was the last. That, no, that, did that hit for you, Van? Did that it was the you? last car. He was sacrificing. It was the last car that he had. Remember, there's no Superman in this universe because if there was Superman in this universe, then this would be an easy fight. Because Batty would have jumped in there, pulled out the kryptonite, and blah, blah, blah. We out of here. But there's he no Superman. First of all, he didn't know about Kryptonians. He doesn't know about kryptonite. He doesn't know about anything. Oh, I no, that's no. why he was crazy enough so to fight one of so them. Basically, they, yada, yada, they yada yada a whole Gotham, like Gotham is safe now. Everything's good in Gotham. I'm like, I want to see that movie. What happened in Gotham? Gotham don't need Batman. Like, come on. Like, y'all wasn't like, wait, what, what did he just say? Well, but look what happened to him after he no longer had a purpose, right? And right. also, Something, something else about him is he had to, he had to kind of become a forward-thinking Batman to think about. Look, he talks about his parents and everything and why he's compelled to come back. I felt like all of that worked. I'm taking up too much oxygen. Jomi, what you got? I mean, to Charles's point, like I'm not 
I'm cool with Batman not needing like Gotham being cleaned up, you know? Like it's cool, it's fine. Like I'm not really worried about all that. What bothered me the most on a upon a rewatch, and I don't know how much you guys thought about this. So Barry's dad gets caught up because he was buying tomatoes at the store. And they're like, Dog, you gotta go to prison. We think you killed your wife. I don't know how the justice system works over there, but he had to check out those tomatoes, no? Did he not buy them? I mean, he probably didn't keep the receipt or something. No, but somebody had to check him out. Like no witnesses at the store? Yeah, there's no witnesses at the store. Be like, <laughs> did he get those tomatoes? I mean, it seems like a flimsy trial for sure. I mean, it, 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 it seems be, like they literally like, took him, put him in jail and said, I'll tell you what. Sit. The only reason why it doesn't make sense is because he's white. Probably if you true. black, they got more that's than enough. Barry's dad's going to the electric chair. He's been put to death. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, he, he, mean, like he in an interracial relationship, and he killed his wife. Nah, dog, you done. Like we we doing. It's like it, it, this movie would have been basically he got game. You know what I mean? Like the, oh the, the I'm just my. I'm serious. Like it, like he, he's Yo. lucky to still, bro. He lucky to still be alive, bro. He lucky to, bro. He lucky honestly, to still be alive. Honestly, and this way, movie and, ended like with Flash's dad in the fucking court. And let me tell you, <laughs> the back. let me tell you, let me tell you another reason why. They definitely white. I'm a hero and stuff. If I know my dad ain't do it, I'm going to get my dad out of jail. Okay? I don't Move care. Move to Brazil, bro. I don't give a... Yeah. I don't care what y'all say. I'm, we phasing through the walls. And like, we... Like, yeah. I'm telling you... Which I'm, I'm like, you don't think the Flash could just break his dad out and get him on an island well, somewhere? Well, you got you to remember... I'm going to get my dad... I, I'm going to look at Bruce. I'm going to say, look, Bruce, you break the law all the time. Don't try to act better than me motherfucker <laughs> all you do is break the law i mean to be fair i would have been i would have been if i was barry i'm like dog i watched batman v superman dog i saw how many motherfuckers you killed in that shit you're killing get my dad out of this my you're dad killing people <laughs> yeah just break them out yeah. spring them oh wait also can i just say positivity corner let's rewind very very quick i will say shout out to the creators i did think like they got some things about the flash super right like the vibrating through the walls that shit was fucking. Sick. That was cool. Like, and when they zoom in on the molecules and they're just like yeah. rubbing through, I'm like, that's great. Yeah, that the shit was, there was a, there was a few things that were that were slick. Accident I can't scene hold you. was great, and the, the the scene where he thought he had his powers, but he was and just he's doing around. the fucking running shit. That, like, that, that was, was funny. funny. I can't that's hold you funny. up. I, that was you funny. Know, you that's know. all I'm gonna <laughs> say. Positive. I just want to like that. <laughs> you'll be reminded of a few things. Uh, look at look at look at Charles coming around on the movie. He loves it. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> Trust me, we got some. I'm saving up juice. You know, I'm like LeBron in my hater in my hater phase. Like I can't go for a full two hours. I gotta pace myself. Um, I'm gonna give Charles a, a clear on in the CGI. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's indefensible. So I, I'm not gonna have very much here, uh, Charles. This has been something that you've been on with CGI. You're like a a watchdog. Of CGI, of, of CGI. Wait, what was what was the dude on Instagram who would like check all the fake watches? <laughs> Dog, this movie, this movie, if, if we're using the watch metaphor, this movie, looking at it, is like when Ace Hood's fucking bezel fell off at the BET Awards. Oh my god! Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, like this is like here. I get it. Like I want to say this. I get it, baby. We live. This is a capitalist society. You spent $220 million on this movie. I understand. You need to get as much blood from the stone as possible. 
you need to go out. Your lead cannot promote this movie. So you got to pay a bunch of people to say a bunch of fucking fake ass shit. But you're telling me that nobody saw the CGI in this movie and said, y'all, what the fuck are we doing? The director of this movie is very, very talented. But he showed his ass recently when he tried to claim, hey, the CGI looks like that app on purpose because we see in this from the viewpoint of the Flash. Dog, hold mm. the L. It's fine, bro. It's fine. I've watched a lot of superhero movies in my life that look like dog shit doo-doo, okay? And we're fine. We live with it. We can live with it. But y'all trying to look me in the face and tell me that this shit don't look ugly. The end where they are in the multiverse shit where he's running and we have to see Kara get fridged for 15 fucking minutes, all right? It looked terrible, there are moments in this movie where the CGI literally looks like rubber suits. Did they call George Clooney and get need to get his advice on how to do this shit? It was terrible. And I just don't know how anybody could look at this and be like, this is the greatest superhero movie ever. Sorry. That's all, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, so here's the thing. The CGI had to be on purpose. I, so I, it, it had. To uh, why be. do you think it had to be on purpose? It, 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 what? it had. Okay, so look, you guys. I remember when The Matrix Reloaded came out, right? And there was this one part in The Matrix Reloaded. Everybody was like, "Yo, this is going to change everything." The Burly Brawl. Remember that? Where yes. it was Neo against like fifteen hundred Agent Smiths. Okay. What at, at the time, nigga? No, I don't get the fuck what you talking about. You was a baby. <laughs> I, I was I, like, I, 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 you was a baby. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not. You was a baby. How, how old were you when you saw that shit? I was yeah. like 14. Okay. Yeah. I was in, I was, I was getting ready to leave college and I okay. was looking around like, Hey bro, I'm not going to lie, man. And remember, I'm like, this looks like a cartoon. <laughs> like, it, I'm like, this looks like a, this looks like a cartoon, man. I, even then I was like, this doesn't look right to me. Like, it doesn't. Now, Neo flying and grabbing them off of the top of the thing, that was different. But the Burly Brawl got into a point where it was just like straight cartoon shit. It this is kind of, this is, this is what kind of what, what, and the scene went on for a long time to, to do that. Anyway, um, not the whole Burly Brawl. But parts of it where was like, when it got like thousands. When there were thousands of them, it was it got a little shaky. Uh, yeah. So this movie looks like that at the end, straight up. It looks like it's the exact same time. Okay. Mm. It, 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 I mean, I'm just gonna be honest with you. They had to have done it on purpose. I, I, it had to have been. It doesn't. Okay. So listen. It doesn't matter whether or not. <laughs> God damn it, Joe! You, you can't convince me, man. There's literally there's okay, no the combination brother, brother. of words in the English dictionary that it, you can bro, use to convince me that they did purpose, this on purpose. Bro. Why bro, would you purposely bro. put up? <laughs> I see PS2 graphics better than that, man. Bro, Come on, it has, bro. No, it has I to be on purpose. Don't do that, Joe. So, so wait, wait. Let's so be wait. real. When I, when I say that it, it has to be on purpose, I mean, it had to have been a purposeful decision made either from a budget standpoint or from a narrative standpoint. There's no way that they rendered that the best that they could after Avengers Endgame had all of those people on screen together and after all of that and thought, this looks like that. They had to have made a purposeful decision. Or at least a tacit acknowledgement to be like, this is the best we got. It, it, they had to have. There's no way. It doesn't even look lifelike. They had to say, hey, we're in this different di dimension where everything looks kind of off. And this is how the people look there. They had to have done that. Like it, 
I'm not saying that it looked good because it didn't. It didn't look good. But I believe him when he's when they when they say yeah. But they so said that they, doesn't that make it worse though? Like if that was a choice, somebody had to step in. Choice. Hey, listen, like, a lot of choices were made here. this is kind of tangential to it, so I just want to connect it. Like I understand, man. You, it's capitalism, baby. I understand. You have to sell this movie. But what the fuck are we doing? Resurrecting the CGI zombie face of Christopher Reed. That shit looked terrible. Like, it actually, like, I was actually, like, this actually, like, hurts. Because I'm like, this is, of course, what Hollywood does when Fast and Furious, Mandalorian, we stand up, we're like, yeah, we want this. We da, 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 da. Like, Van, you have to be real, man. There was no reason that Christopher Reed needed to be in this movie. All right, so this is my, this is the, probably the biggest problem I have with the criticism movie. This one part. This, this one thing. Okay. So if we want to have a conversation about them not having a narrative function in the movie, I think that's fair. All right. I think it's fair to say there was really no reason to have them in the movie other than to show other stuff. It was fan service, right? I can make that same argument about the Illuminati in um in uh Multiverse of Madness. And I would I would agree. Okay. Um so we know, so I say that to, to say that we know that sometimes that happens, okay? But I would say that the moment that we de-age Leia and put her in Rogue One, this was the road that we were on. I'm just serious. And, and to, you're to, right. To, you're absolutely right. The, the, no, the you're right. That, I'm, I'm saying as fans, we are as much to blame because I cried in the theater watching Fast and Furious, you know, and being like, that's my man. I didn't get to say goodbye to him. Like this, like I get it. This is my when Luke comes out in the Mandalorian, and we're all like, "This is amazing!" Like this is we're to blame. So I'll, I'll say this is this is what I'll say about that. If I'm did did Paul Walker die during the production of the film, or was yes. it before they? Okay, it was during because they had they had filmed some of his scenes. And, okay, so so yeah. that is different. Okay, like th- that is that is that is different, and th- that that is different. That's like Brandon Lee, kind of in the crow, like that. That's a little different. No, what like, I'm that's- what I'm saying is I'm not comparing. I'm saying as an audience, when we were like, this is fine when it happened to Paul Walker because we needed that. Like I needed that. I had invested a lot of this. Hollywood, Hollywood is not an altruistic business. They saw that shit and they're just like, we're gonna use this again. Like that's, I'm not blaming Fast and Furious. I'm blaming the fact that like the Hollywood system is going to do what they're going to do to make money. Right. So this is what I'll say. And it is a capital, it, it is a, a, a decision driven by capitalism. Um, I don't see it being that much different than some of the other things. You know, Luke Skywalker comes back. He's young, Mark Hamill. Uh, and, but even more so to the point, I'll say this. I said this on the big picture and me and Sean had a good back and forth about it, but I'll say it again here because here is where you know, I really need to say it. I was moved by the Christopher Reeve thing, and it's impossible for me not to be. It's impossible. It's just not. It's not going. It's it. It's that easy when you're dealing with me. It's that easy, bro. Let me t- just Charles real quick. Just, just, I'm not just, saying anything. I'm just surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm not just, saying. I, I know. I know. I know. I'm just. I'm being honest with the audience here, man. I was a kid, bro, and you know, I had a friend, like a real friend, like an actual friend. And Christopher Reeve Superman was like my friend. 
He like he was a friend of mine. He wasn't just like a uh, like even like it, it, every other thing I saw Christopher Reeve in. He was the first actor. Um, him and Eddie Murphy. He was the first actor that whenever I saw him in anything else, I watched him because I'm like that's Superman. I just was hoping to a wink or or something. He's Superman. He was like my pal. When my when my dad would be like, "Yo, Superman's coming, man. You need to wake up." Uh, you don't want Superman to see your room messy. Like that was my thing, and that's weird. And it's it's uh, you know, it's weird to have a a white dude be like that. And it's all all of those things that people are gonna say right now. It is because people, are like, oh man, a, a white man friend. What kind of shit going on? It is what is this different strokes? You know, but but it's like, but it's, it's like it's like you know all of that stuff, right? All of that stuff. And then I remember, uh, you know, it's in the '90s one day. And he gets hurt. And then, like, he's in a wheelchair. And um, I'm like, wow. And I'm looking at it. And my dad goes, son, that's life. That's life. Him flying around on the screen, that wasn't life. What happened to him and having to overcome that, that's life. That's what you're going to be up against, losing getting to the highest heights of your life and then having to overcome things that you never thought that you would when you were doing something that you loved, all of that stuff. He's like, he's like, that's life. And I learned a lesson from watching people around me go through the things that they went through and also from watching people on the screen go through the things <clears throat> they went through about life. And I never thought I would see him fly again. And for a second, he did. And I know that it's shitty that they know that there's a, there's a group of kids who feel that way. And I know that it's fucked up on some black mirror type weirdo shit. You know what I'm saying? And it shouldn't be done. But the only reason why I didn't, you know, and I'm in my old man crying phase as well. The only reason why I didn't tear up is because Steve is so toxic that I didn't want to show any emotion around him. Steve, did you laugh during that part? No, I didn't. didn't. He slapped his knee hard, though. (laughs) No, I slapped my knee when I saw Nicolas Cage. I didn't slap it when I saw Christopher Reeve. I laughed my ass off when Nicolas Cage was there. So the Christopher Reeve thing, so let me say something. The Christopher Reeve thing is a cheap stunt. I'm not even denying it. I just, I was five, y'all. So can I pass this van? But here's the thing. Everything you said was so beautiful and so heartfelt. <laughs> and, this is, and this is the thing that actually bothers me, where right. it's just like, there are millions of people who feel like you. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Everybody making this movie knows that. If you are going to break, like whether I think that you should do this at, or at all is not the conversation. I don't think you should do it. But if you're going to as a filmmaker and as a studio and as a franchise, you have to be like, are we setting this reveal up in the best way possible? Does is this going to mean something for the story, for these characters, for the people in the seat, or is this just an easy way to cash in? And I felt like they did not honor the memory of Christopher Reeve because, like, it looked like shit. Like it was, it was tough watching this like ghoulish figure that kind of looked like Christopher Reeve for five seconds of screen time. I was like, was that worth it? Was that like? To me, it wasn't. I would say the same thing about Nicolas Cage, dog. Really? Like, here's the thing. You cannot make an entire multiversal movie, right? This is the problem. There are so many shitty 
shitty DC movies in the coffers. You can't make an entire movie where you're like, damn, we ran out of we ran out of the good movies, and the people who are in the good movies don't want to be in this one. So how about we just ask Nicolas Cage to be a weird CGI dude, which is a reference to a Kevin Smith podcast about a Tim Burton movie that was never fucking made. You know why No Way Home works? Because people like those Spider-Man movies. You know why Spider-Verse works? That's not true at all. People like the amazing Spider-Man 2? No, it's the same fucking member berries. Let's not get on a high horse now. No, no, no. no. Let's, be, the, let's be clear. Let's the, be clear. It's the People, same fucking member berries, just with just with a little bit more potency. Nah, we're That's not doing not, that. You and know, don't get fact. on your high you horse now. Facts. Come on, like, like. <laughs> out of, out of, all right. So let's be clear. How many Spider-Man live-action movies have there been? There was three: Tobey Maguire's, two: mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield's, and at that point, two Tom Holland movies. We were watching the third, so that is seven. Right? Seven. Yeah. People only really, really hated two of those. Well, they, I don't even think they hated them. They just didn't like them. They right. didn't like them. Now, the problem with The Flash is it's a company trying to be like, hey, yo, look at all of these not great movies, but movies that we made. And I'm just like, y'all didn't have enough characters. You had to get Nicolas Cage up out of his sleep to do this weird CGI thing that five people in an audience will understand. That's okay. what time we're on. So this is what I'll tell you. I will say two things. Number one, once again, old man Van, drop it, drop it. <laughs> Van is old. Oh, my little baby. I haven't heard their voice in so long. <laughs> um, but, but, okay, so I will say this. Number one, the re- that, to say that that it's coming from a Kevin Smith podcast where he talked, you're showing your age just a little bit. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, I, I'm I know, saying I know. that most people, like I, I know. how it became viral. Like I know the story of like the Tim Burton, John Peters, Spider-Man, like the spider fucking shit. I was on the internet. Yeah, yeah, but fuck those people because like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like, that is one of the great, in comic book history, if there are great what ifs, it's one of the great what ifs. I'm not saying it would have been a great movie, but it's one of the great what ifs. Superman Lives is one of the great what ifs in real life comic book lore history, right? It's, I literally remember where I was where when I heard the news on being reported on the news that Nicolas Cage had been, um, that had been cast as Superman. I remember we were watching Con Air going, yeah, like he could do it, like blah, 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 blah. And then because there wasn't for me, at least at that time, up to the minute internet tracking of stuff, it just kind of went away. And I was like, oh, what the hell happened? Then I started getting around and digging into it, and you started kind of figuring it out. So for me, like seeing him laze the big spider that John Peters wanted, I was kind of just like, okay, at least I got to see t- 10 oh, seconds of it. Wow. I was kind of like, it was kind of Here's the cool. thing. I, I, I'm honestly, more, I'm, more, I'm more of a fan of the Nicolas Cage thing than I am of the Christopher Reeve thing because you know, one didn't happen and one very much did happen. And you were, we're not selling the memory of Nicolas Cage here. Jo- I, you know I just want to let y'all know that Jomi has completely fucking tapped out of the podcast. <laughs> like, I, Jomi, like, like Jomi, I, Jomi, I just, we're, I don't we're understand. going back and forth and all, all of this stuff. Jomi has completely tapped out of the podcast. I don't, because I hated this part. Like, I, I, I hated this part. <laughs> oh, thank you, like, Jomi. I, 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 oh. I, I don't, un- the thing that does, that, 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 I don't want to say piss me off, but that I can't wrap my head around, that my brain cannot connect two 
like nodes together on is that there are Superman actors who are still alive. <laughs> if they wanted to do the whole cameo thing. Also, Jomi, there are Flash actors that are still alive. Grant <laughs> Gustin found dead in a ditch, apparently, because he ain't Batman in this movie actors at all. who are still alive, right? They just throw you with, like, look at all this stuff from the ancient times when the Egyptians and the Romans were still <laughs> alive. Like, dog, what are we doing? I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, it's for it's literally for Van and people like Van. That's it. I'm in a theater. I'm sitting down. I get what, the... Were you missing Dean Kane? What do you, I get, what do you no, want? Dean Kane, he can, he can stay where he at. We okay, know Brendan Roth is Kane. still a fucking alive. A like, dog. Like, Tom Welling is still alive. Hey, are you, you know guys saying? fucking out like, of your shit? If you're gonna or if you're gonna choose between whether to which Superman you're gonna cameo to get a rise out of the crowd, and it's between fucking Christopher Reeve and no, Brandon CGI Ralph, I zombie Christopher Reeve CGI. and I Brendan Roth. Like, like what, whatever, like whatever. But I'm saying it's there's no. Come on, man. It, you couldn't hear the thing. Coolest. You couldn't have called Michael B. Jordan and be like, that would have been hot. That, that would have been hot. You know what I mean? Like, like, that would have been hot. It, I'm 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 watching and I'm like, who is this for? Really good. You well, could have. Hey, you know what? This is the problem with you kids. You know what? Fuck it. It ain't for you. I've been doing this longer than you. How about that? It ain't for, <laughs> like, like it ain't it, it ain't for you then. It's all kinds of shit that was, when we talk about Spider Man Homecoming and they at the prom and all of that. I can't relate to that shit, but I watch it. I watch I, I watch it all the time. I watch the shit. Some of the shit ain't for me. I watch Miss Marvel. I'm 43. <laughs> I don't know what you I, expected. I watch Miss Marvel and everybody. It's fine. It's cool. I watch it. It's 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 a lot of this movie is some Disney XD bullshit. But I gotta <laughs> watch that. Just chill out. Like I never got to see Nicolas Cage. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I'm like you know what I'm saying. I get it. It's not for you. It's for me and a couple other people. Cool. The same way Bruno's hijinks in Miss Marvel is for you. <laughs> that's you know? what I'm saying. Like, it's so niche. They're like, man, it's for the kill. It's for the killer. Like, dog. I'm like, and I'm sitting. There, I'm like, nah, this don't work, bro. Nah, man, keep that thing pushing, bro. Can it's we? Th- can we, Jomi? Since since you've been a little quiet this pod, can we go to your corner of? Oh, oh yeah, no, it's time now. Oh, it's man. time. <laughs> this is the kind of shit that pissed me off. Let's go. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready, bro. So. Okay, it's called Gas Bill. I'm going to read a comment made about The Flash from a notable public figure, and we will rate it on a scale from 1 to 12, whose comments were the most egregious. 1 is, all right, cool, like, I understand why you make the comment. And 12 is reserved for, like, yo, there's there's way too much gas. We talked about this for almost for years now on this podcast, about how The Flash was getting insane gas over the last few months. When they went to CinemaCon, Tom Cruise, people have, host people have come out and said that this film was one of the best, not only comic movies, but just movies that we will ever see in our lifetime. <laughs> and after seeing the film, I think all four of us, no matter how we feel about the film, can't agree. That's eh, just not the truth. So we're going to go look back at some of the quotes and we're going to see who put the most gas on the film. Okay. Going to start with our guy, you know, directed Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, 
James Gunn. This is from Variety. James Gunn said, and I quote, I will say here that Flash is probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made. All right, so you want to know why I give James Gunn a pass here, okay? What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, You got to push it. The check cleared. The check's cleared. You know what I'm saying? He's the new head of DC Films. Nah. He was lined up a fucking storm, but who had when the check clears, who of us have it? You know what I mean? Like, so it's bad. It's bad. He was lying. It's cap. But I understand. This is one of the best DC EU movies of all time. Wow. Just had to trip over. Yeah. Laid the bar. It was on the floor. Suicide Squad. Oh no. Like, come on, what are you doing? James Gunn, James Gunn should be a little ashamed of himself. I'm gonna like, give, give James Gunn a, a ten on the uh, on the on the on the gas bill just because it's it's uh he had to say it regulatory capture he had to say I, it. so out of twelve you give him a ten out of twelve I give him a ten all right I give All right. him a ten I give him a ten as well it's bad it's not a twelve but it's it's pretty bad it's pretty bad I I I'd agree with the ten Tom Cruise Tom Cruise. Uh, said they Hollywood Reporter reported that Tom Cruise had seen the movie and loved it so much that he cold called the movie's director Andy Muschietti to rave about it. Everything you want in a movie, and this is the kind of movie we need right now, was was what Cruise said according to insiders. I'm giving that an eleven on the gas bill. Uh, mm, I, that's I'm a twelve. That's a 12. I, I'm not going to say it's a twelve because I think that this is coming from if 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 Tom Cruise got out in front of this and was like got in front of the cameras being like this is the kind of movie we need right now but like a report of a report mm. of cold call I'm like come on we can mm. we can just have people say this yeah uh, I was going I was about to go because it was Cruz I I, I I I that's actually a really good point Steve All right I did, yeah. I I will that was such a good point. The, it's the guy a nine that's now. keeping the lights on for it's two a movie studios. It's a nine. Yeah, that's a, it's it's a, a nine. Good point. I was going to give I was actually going to give it a 12 too because it's Tom Cruise but he didn't he didn't put he didn't put his whole foot in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If he got on Instagram and was like, the Flash is the movie we need right now, then it's a fucking a thousand yeah. on... Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's a 100%. good point, Steve. Sorry, right, David Zaslav is next. What did he say? David Zaslav, um, a, a, the Hollywood Reporter reported that, you know, it, it had been receiving some of the highest scores at test screenings since Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight movies, and execs and creatives believe that they have critical and box office set on their hands that live up to those scores. So, I don't know how I can score this because I hate David Zaslav right now. It's a twelve. Because here's the thing: yeah, the minute that, you bring 12. the minute you bring in Nolan, it's just like dog. Yeah. Like you can't, it, it doesn't get any gassier. You no. know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like me after some Brussels sprouts. Like that's that's a, that's tough. That's tough. I didn't know what was happening to me. Like the first time I really put Brussels sprouts back into my diet, I, I thought something was wrong with me. Like I oh, went no. to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, like this for the last couple it's of like days. It's, it's, really the, it's the fiber. Foul. It's just it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the doctor was like, he's like, you know, you can't come here every time you get gas, man. Like I have people to help. And I was like, all right, <laughs> um, okay. uh, all right. <laughs> last one, Stephen King. I got an advance. He tweeted this. This is like direct. You could go check his Twitter mm. and see this. I got an advanced screening of The Flash today. As a rule, I don't care a lot for superhero movies, but this one is special. It's heartfelt, funny, and eye-popping. 
I loved it. Give him a 97. <laughs> I, 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 w- I would agree that like this is fucking high. This is high. Because Stephen, it's, King. It's Stephen King. The Stephen King of it all is really. That's why. That's, that's why. That's why. Because I got it. Stephen King. I trust you, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, like the, I like the movie. I like the movie, but yeah, Stephen, he's got to be a 12. That's, it's, it's, yeah, the gas on this, they put on this movie was insane. I mean, we didn't have, to, we don't have time to, like, you know, main, go on on gas bill, but Edgar Wright was like, man, he went on, uh, I don't want to say IG or something, and he was like, got you the flash. That was great. Really excited, man. Uh, you know, it's going to leave a big grin on audience faces when it opens next month. Is it possible that these guys are doing this also just to keep people going to the movie theaters? They need this movie to be successful. It is possible because that's the consensus. I don't know. I don't know. The desperation for needing people needing to go to the theaters. I feel like that might have like fully dissipated after Top Gun Maverick. Super Mario Brothers and Spider-Verse are doing fine. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, th- I, like, I think it's more of like movies are back now and like let's just keep the train rolling. I tell you who didn't have a lot of stuff on the line was all the people that lied to me. You know who you are. Like it, it, they've been telling me this for the last X amount of time. So, like, you know, I love you guys, but y'all got me out here looking like a whole bitch. And like, <laughs> Tough. And, 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 and I'm, I, I look, I was really just telling you what they were telling me, guys. Right, I, mean, yeah, I had yeah. seen the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was whatever. But I, I liked it though. I like that. I love the flash. I love it. All right, let's All get right. to the midnight meter because this will let's be interesting. It. Because before right. we go, I know you got to go, Van, but. Just to be real, man, we should all tell everybody what we gave Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So we why? just keep everybody why? honest. Like, bro, why? We just got to keep, keep everybody bro, honest. Bro, why, bro? We got to keep why? everybody honest. Bro, why are we bringing up Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? It's, no, no, it, no, across you know the Spider-Verse. No, it's okay. Right, we don't have to. We don't have to. We don't have to. It's okay. <laughs> Let's just give our rankings. Right. Yeah. People, are, people are ducking my, the smoke. My it's entire, my entire, my entire, I gave it a nine. My entire Midnight Verse career is forever changed. So <laughs> it, 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 it is. Know, you guys know what the Midnight Meteor is. We rank the movies 1 out of 10 with scores of 11 and 12 being reserved for game-changing, genre-defining movies. Okay. I liked this movie. Obviously, we're not going to 11 or to 12. I liked this movie. I'm reserving the right to mulligan it later. Okay. I got to go with a seven. I, I, I got I to go with a seven. And let me tell you why I'm going with a seven. All right? Record scratch. As much what as the? I liked the movie, to rank the movie, I have to be honest about even the problems of the movie. My midnight meter ranking is not all about just about how much I like the movie. It's about what the movie is as a film. Because remember... There are all kinds of movies that have major problems that I adore. You know, if I'm being honest and not getting in my heart about this, this movie is a seven out of 10. And that's probably the highest score that is going to get here on the, on the midnight meter anyway. But I liked this movie. I had a lot of fun. I think a seven out of 10 is a good score. I'm giving it a seven out of 10. All right, I'll, you have to get out of here, man. It's a three. It's an easy three. Like, <laughs> like it's Whoa. lucky I didn't give it a one. It's lucky I didn't give it a one, but there are things about this that work. So, three. Mm, Joey, Steve. Steve. I'm giving this a five. Y'all are insane. I'm giving this a five. Lo- uh, there, were, there were more things that worked that I thought would, 
yeah, they're like in in hindsight and a little bit of time, I'm like, there are still some glaring problems that I can't I can't shake. Yeah. Um gotta agree with Steve. I'm going with the five. Um the, the stuff that I liked was was just like a small part of the film and majority of the film, the like the biggest parts of the film. Like I mean, don't even work is like a baseline. It just I just disgusted me to no end. <laughs> Okay. Like I have to, yeah. <laughs> to hell, to man. hell with all of you fun averse weirdos here. You know, it, it, seven three five five seven. We'll see three, you on the mulligans, five, my guy. Five. Can't really? wait to mulligan this into a four. Oh, like you're you, gonna lose the mulligan so bad this year, Van. I don't know what's happening to your lose, midnight meter. I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. My midnight meter on this movie might go up. Oh, gee, come yeah, on. See, nah, oh, man. Right. Let's wrap this up. his mic. Wrap yeah. <laughs> this fucking shit up. That's not, you're not serious. You don't believe that. You don't believe hey, that. Yo, a seven is fine. I'm bringing, you know what I'm doing? I'm bringing integrity back to the midnight meeting. Wow. Because the midnight, the, like, the midnight meter is, is <laughs> has become, it's become the dick riding meter. Actually, I can't say that because I gave uh, Major's Resurrections. Resurrections. Eight. <laughs> See, and here's, the thing. See, here's <laughs> what happens when we when we do the midnight meter or when the midnight mulligans. We give you a shot to mulligan Matrix Resurrections every time. That's what I'm we're not, gonna do. I'm not every year. It. We're gonna I be like, hey never, man, how do you feel? I would Any never, chance? ever, ever mulligan the Matrix Resurrections because I am the most controversial midnight meter ranker ever, and it's gonna stay that way. You know, I, I zig when it's time to zag. I'm the Charles of the Midnight Meter. That's who I am. You really don't use the verb? I'm the Charles of the Midnight Meter. All right, that's a wrap. Follow us on socials, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Save Jomi's Job. Um, Sunday, Minute Edition, we'll hit you guys with their thought on Pixar's latest movie, Elemental. Uh, you guys got me excited. I can't wait to see it now. Um, then we're going to give you a full week of secret invasion extravaganza. Wednesday, Midnight Boys, instant reactions on secret invasion. House of R comes back Friday with their deep dive. We're back into the regular flow of the Ringerverse. It's the reactions and deep dives. We're there. Credits. Our producer is one of the best. Steve, the architect, Alma. Jomi Adinaran is on socials. Hashtag Jomillion Miles an Hour. Woo! I like that one. like that. Additional production from Arjuna Ramgopal. Charles, take us out. Be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> The Flash had as much gas as Van Lathan. And there's nothing about this movie that you can save. And despite what The Flash wants you to do, please don't place any babies in your microwave. Bro, I'm telling you, Charles, you're Doctor Umar Holmes. Whoa! Like, wow. like, like, we're, like we keep, like we, you keep, you, you keep bringing up oh, old shit. Just... We're talking about this movie, which <laughs> didn't have. Wait, I look, to be honest, one... I look way too much like Drake to be Doctor Umar. You know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. Yeah. You look at the my family tree like somewhere. Wait, wait, wait. Right. Is that? Is, did you just drop the cap? Stop the cap on him looking like Drake? Yeah.
Wow. Skin okay. tone? Wow. We have the same skin tone. Oh, 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 what was that, Steve? Why? Steve. 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 That's a. I gotta be honest with you, bro. That's a transition. That's a transition. That's a transition. Okay. That's a transition. Point, bro. You don't get to be. I'll take that. I'll take that. You don't get to be in the conversation. He unprovoked. He played that unprovoked. Nobody asked. Like, oh, okay, Steve. Go do us a favor. Tell us. Which black guy Charles looks like? Him. <laughs> 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 